This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast, right here on adsymbol.com. My name is Gio Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Olivieri. And we are your personal ad heroes broadcasting every Friday. There's a little delay there in that sound effect. My bad. I'll, we'll get on that. That's right. Uh, this week's guest, we have Tim Rowe, host of the OOH Insider in New York City. Give a hello from NYC. What's happening, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> Good to have Tim on the show, man. This is going to be a great episode. This episode is going to be all about how and why you should launch your very first podcast. That's so we right. got, we, and we got, we got a resident expert here. Tim has been killing it on his brand new podcast. It's just going bonkers. I've seen the stats. Uh, I've, I've actually had the honor of being a guest on the show. So this is a little, what are we calling this? A little crossover mix right here. We are calling this a crossover. Okay. Yeah. It, right. It's the OOH insider meets the ad hero podcast. There you go. Kind of like the DC universe meeting the MCU. That's yeah. That's pretty relevant. Or maybe that little bit lesser known movie that some of you might've seen out there when the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles actually took on Batman. Oh yeah. There was a, Oh, and you know what? When the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles were on the power Rangers. Oh, that one I missed. That oh, one. I missed that one. I got I got a seven year old son inside who loves the Power Rangers and the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, you guys gotta see go that find one. that. Power Rangers in space. Real quick thing, you know what I love about the, the Ninja Turtles are kind of timeless. I mean, I, I I and they're coming back. There's a reboot. Really? The, yeah. Okay, there you go. I dude, I just gotta say, when I was a kid, my dad literally pulled me out of school because I was so excited about that movie. He like let me have like a ditch day to take me to go see the first live action movie, the original one. Ninja Turtles 89? Yes. He took me to the theaters. We went and saw that. And then afterwards, he was kind of like, that was a pretty dark movie for a kid's movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it was. But, you know, all these years later, it's like a cult classic now, man. I love it. One of my favorite lines. Oh, fellow checker, eh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome, man. Uh, pretty awesome. By the way, before we go any further. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so this weekend, because we're pre-recording, is 4th of July weekend, there and goes. I just want to, or I think we should both say a big happy birthday to the United States of America. Happy birthday, America. God bless happy America. Birthday. Tim is uh, served in the Marine Corps, so thank you, Tim, for your service. Thank you for your service. And uh, absolutely, man. We got a, hey, what a, what, a, what a great opportunity to get the country going back in the right direction, right? We were doing really good. The economy was booming. Things were humming along. And then, boom, COVID-19. Now, unfortunately, a uh, tragic death of George Floyd. I mean, just so many things, boom, one after another. But hey, 4th of July weekend, why not? A perfect time. Let's get things going back. Definitely. The trajectory. Definitely. <laughs> Keep going up. Making what a, America great again. 
What do we got in the block banter section, my friend? So we have uh, some stuff that we know we always pick and choose what we want to talk about, but it's it, it's relevant to the show. So like what we got going on is uh, the first thing is Walmart. Walmart. Walmart is going to be bringing back the drive-ins. Actually, the drive-ins aren't back, gone. Just a little uh, uh, pretext here. Because of the COVID-19, um, there are concerns that a lot of movie theaters just won't open up. And so that means that a lot of these big movies, like Black Widow and whatever else is, is planning on coming out this year, won't be shown in the movie theaters. Mm. So uh, what's going on here, and this is courtesy of Fox Business, uh, Walmart is hosting a three-month-long drive-in in their uh, 160 locations nationwide with a partnership with Tribeca Enterprises, uh, which is the retail giant announced in a press release. So what does this mean for people? They can literally just drive their car up to a Walmart parking lot and they're going to put a giant screen up in the parking lot? Absolutely. And it's going to be having 320 film showings until October. This is going to start in August. So, okay, so Walmart is my new drive-in. Yeah. Destination. If you're, if you're not, awesome. if you're in the Bay area and you're not by the drive-ins that you have here, then yeah, absolutely. Tim, what, what's your thoughts on that? Are you, are you interested in taking your son to a Walmart to uh, drive in, to watch a movie out there? It's kind of be interesting. For sure. There's a couple out here, but they're an hour plus away. So if I could just throw them in the truck and go to Walmart and <laughs> pull up and watch a movie, I'm in. And apparently you're going to be able to buy, concessions and things like that absolutely and they like from an app and they just deliver it from the walmart to your car yeah door. from the walmart app and uh they'll be having curbside pickup uh before the movie starts so talk so about talk about crossovers what a fascinating crossover right it is Kinda like hey we already <laughs> got i'm just curious what amc and regal think of this well, oh, that's a really good question because, I mean, Regal uh, for a business does really well and AMC was doing fantastic until COVID. Um, but you know what, though? This, this kind of goes back to earlier episodes about having a business and reinventing during tough times. So I think Walmart is doing the right thing. And eventually, like, if, if, let's just say the indoor theaters are, like, aren't going to happen this year then that just helps out these movies that need to come out because obviously they're going to want the revenue. If they just throw them on online, we know based on, uh, you know, they've already did that with the movie trolls. And I think a few other movies when uh, COVID happened uh, that if they just put them online. They didn't get the big return that they really wanted. Sure. So if they do it this way, at least some money can come in and, you know, heck probably a lot. And in the background of all of this somewhere, Jeff Bezos is, scratching his beard thinking to himself <laughs> amazon needs to be doing this yeah <laughs> we like to poke fun at jeff bezos you might have heard that tim on some other episodes uh you know we're just counting down the days until jeff bezos owns every single thing in the world including everything um okay i got some other news here that you uh, dug up for us uh gino uh something going on with a deadpool kills fox marvel universe movie is this a is this like a parody film was this like a is this like a, a real thing was this like a, a what do you call that like a uh, a rumor what is this what's going on here yeah that's exactly right matthew um well so the backstory is is ryan reynolds who's been pushing deadpool for years and basically getting what he wants for this movie 
And he has now uh, thought of an idea of taking the adaptation of the comic book of when Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, and this time making it where let's do a crossover with Fox and the MCU, and let's have Deadpool basically kill everybody. And it's a parody. It would be a parody. Uh, And I'm not sure exactly what actors are on board, but I do know that some of the actors who left, like Chris Evans, for example, apparently misses the MCU. Um, But I do know that, and this is kind of like an unfortunate one, I think, uh, Michael Bay was actually rumored to be attached to this film for directing oh God. and a lot of people really aren't oh God, uh, not michael bay yeah if you're Please. familiar with the transformers franchise really not that big of a fan of I, I did like transformers one i like transformers i like transformers one and right. three one and three only yeah one, like, I there's like Bumble. eight there's like eight films now yeah there is, is. the bumblebee movie i i heard good things about it but it's I good it's, it's a little good, weird yeah. though it's but he didn't weird. direct that falls one falls in love with him Oh, is that right? It's weird. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I saved everybody two hours. But I, yeah, but I did. I, I will give him credit for pain and gain. Did you see that? Wait, wait, what is it? Pain and gain. Is that the Mark Wahlberg film? Yeah, with Dwayne, Mark, Dwayne, oh, Dwayne with Johnson. The Rock. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one, Tim? I think so. Okay. Great. For Anthony Wahlberg's Mackie's all jacked it. up. Marky Mark's bigger than ever, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, selling yeah. steroids or something? Roided out, probably. Yeah, roided out. Um, cocaine use. It's crazy. And that's Basically, a Michael Bay film. Michael Bay film. Okay, so Tim, let me just ask you this quick question here. What do you what do you suppose it is where a director can seemingly knock it out of the park on one film and then just completely bomb on another? What, what's your what's your just gut take on that? I think I think it ties back into right. It's it's Walmart turning into a drive-in movie theater. Okay. So, so get, getting the away from something that works. Getting away from something that works. Right. Yeah. Either either you stick to your core competency, do the thing that you're great at, or if you're mm. good at a lot of things and you're able to adapt and pivot. But you know, it's that old Gary V. Punt your weaknesses. Maybe uh, stick to the genre that you're good at. There you There's go. There you go. Okay. There. So there's some sound advice, Michael Bay. If you ever listen to this episode. <laughs> You need to get Ryan Reynolds on the show. Doesn't he have like an ad agent? He's like big into advertising. Yeah, we should. I never can tell if he's serious or not with these interviews. He's serious. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's his, that's his shtick, man. He's so on point with it. He can just totally do the whole like sarcasm thing to a T. He does. Knocks out of the park. He's awesome. Um, Well, okay. So that will be interesting to see if that happens, (laughs) if that actually comes to light, but that's just a rumor right now. Right. Summary. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And apparently a lot of fans are mad. (laughs) <laughs> why would they be, why would they be mad at another deadpool movie? yeah i know it's another deadpool movie and you have an adaptation of a comic book that was actually re- really popular and it'd be different it'd be totally different and it would sure. probably be r-rated okay so. the only well the only way i will watch it is if hugh jackman steps into that oh, movie and yeah. just and they, they you know that's what everyone wants to see make yeah, sure they, to visit change.org and sign the petition <laughs> <laughs> That's the heavy. That's the heavyweight fight movie that we all want to see is Wolverine versus Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds versus Hugh Jackman. It'll probably never happen because Hugh Jackman's already officially hung up the claws. But one can always dream. Of I do think that he would come back for uh, Ryan Reynolds though, because the, the two of them joke around yeah, so much. You know, like, maybe it's got to maybe, be. maybe, maybe. Okay, last thing really quickly here before we get into the meat and potatoes of the interview here. Uh, some some switching it up a little bit. Uh, there was a kind of a 
you know, this is a small business podcast, right? So we're always focused ultimately on helping small businesses and bringing small uh, tips and tricks to your small business to help you grow. Well, in the world of jobs, there was an interesting uh, kind of maybe even a little bit of a shocking uh, result that came out. Gino, what did you uh, dig up here from ABC News? Well, it turns out that uh, 4.8 million jobs were added last month, according to the June report, uh, walloping expectations. And the unemployment rate sank from 13.3% all the way to 11.1%. Which is still high, but it's going in the right direction. Yeah, that's two months worth okay. of growth. Well, there you go. Good. Let's keep it going, man. Let's, let's keep putting people back to work. Uh, small businesses, if you're listening, you guys are in control to do that by listening to podcasts like this, checking out Tim's podcast, uh, getting up on billboards, getting up on all things marketing and advertising, letting people know of the products and services you have to sell. And uh, let's get the economy moving again. It, it, exactly. Because, I mean, for the last three or four months, I know I, I personally, and I think you actually as a, as a company we have, we've really been championing small business and even medium-sized business to help America get back on track. And I just want to congratulate all you small businesses and medium-sized, heck, even the large businesses for going out and sticking to what works or reinventing yourself and helping America stay on track because we were on a great pace months before and then the virus hit. And now I think we're on a trajectory of going upwards once again. Let's now switch gears to uh, our guests. Uh, Mr. Tim Rowe is an awesome advocate for the out-of-home industry. Uh, he's super popular on Twitter. I'm his number one fanboy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all need a number one fan. The, the guy is just like bringing it every single day uh, in the social sphere and also on his brand new pod, um, the OOH Insider. You can find it easily on YouTube, on Twitter. It's all over the place. Um, obviously on Spotify and iTunes and all those places where you can listen to podcasts, but you can also watch the video version of it on YouTube. But without further ado, let's introduce Tim and just have him kind of give uh, us and the listeners a little background about who he is. Tim. Welcome again, my friend. Gentlemen, thanks for having me, man. It's exciting to be on someone else's podcast for a change. <laughs> so, yeah, man, background, who you are, where you're from, how, uh, how you got, got started in some things. Yeah, here. so um, like, I think like most, at least, that, uh, that end up in the out-of-home industry, the, the path was certainly not linear. It wasn't straight by any means. Um, grew up in the car business, the retail automotive car business, sold cars, worked in the service department, drove the parts truck. Did all that stuff, and eventually I got to a point in my life. I said, I don't want to do this forever. Uh, so I joined the Marine Corps, and I served in the Marine Corps from 2008 to 2012. But then I hit a crossroads. I came out. I'm 26. I'm like, well, now what do I got to do? Now I have to grow up and figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Mm. So I went back to school and got a degree in finance because that seemed practical. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I spent about three months of my life using that and hated it. Um, and then found my way back to advertising and marketing, knew that, knew that I wanted to do something creative and linked up with an ad agency. And, uh, and that sort of was the catalyst for uh, the out of home insider show. Okay. Uh, that's awesome, man. So, and the, uh, so tell, tell our listeners a little bit about the OOH insider show, you know, who, uh, who should be engaged with your content? Why should they take note of it? Um, I mean, I personally know uh, from listening to it, but let's hear straight from the horse's mouth. What's your unique spin that you put on the show and your interview process and you know, how you make it interesting for people to check it out? 
So really anyone that has a vested interest in the success of growing their business should tune in because for me, it's important to know the people that you're doing business with that are executing on the things that you're entrusting your advertising dollars to. Mm. So the guests on the show are exactly those people, the people that make the out-of-home advertising industry go round. We're starting to branch out, starting to bring on brands as well. So for those small business owners, for the enterprise brands, they can tune in and hear from someone else, hear from an established brand or a cause that's actively using out-of-home advertising and how they're seeing results for it. So everyone from someone getting that started doing billboards, if they want to learn who the people are, the pieces and the players behind it, or if you're looking to hear from brands that also use it, it could be a great place for that too. Awesome. Uh, tell, tell us, uh, why did you start a podcast? So I started the podcast because I was seeking information, right? I was in the out-of-home advertising space and I wanted more information. I started seeing really great success cases um, inside of Google Analytics. I could see out of home working inside of small businesses' own data. And as soon as I saw that, it set the hook for me. I, I thought, okay, now I can see that this stuff works. It's quantifiable. I can see, I can see this nonprofit has 39% more donations. I can see that this orthodontist is getting 30 to 40% more people to their website and that means more patients and more business where can i find more information on this and i started looking around and i just didn't find it i didn't find it i went to the industry trade journals but it wasn't the stories weren't quantifiable it wasn't hey business a put in five thousand dollars and made 10 back it was oh you know we put up some billboards and everybody liked it and the creative looked cool so that lack of there being information in the way that I wanted to understand it, right? The quantifiable return on ad spend. There just wasn't any. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast and start getting really smart people on uh, so that I can learn about it. So it started out as a learning exercise. Fascinating. And I think I just want to throw in there too, for anyone who has not yet um, subscribed or took a uh, heard it just quite yet, the OH Insider Show. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a show around the out-of-home advertising industry, which our parent company that is financially supports the Ad Hero podcast, AdSymbol, is all about. We're also in that space. And the thing I want to kick into the, to the uh, conversation here is Tim just makes the content fun and engaging. You know, he just, he's just super cool. He's a super cool guy. And he, the way he discerns the information and breaks it down for you, the, the average person who might not know anything about the at-home industry yet, he makes it digestible for that type of individual. So if you're listening to this and you're like kicking the idea around of maybe doing an at-home advertising campaign or a billboard campaign, you know, Tim's show is a perfect, I don't know, is it safe to say like Gerber food <laughs> for, it totally is. for someone like I that? I'm the out-of-home outsider, right? I've spent, <laughs> I, I, I'm brand new to We're going to quote that. <laughs> yeah, please do, right? Because it, it, here's, here's the tagline is that the, out is, the outsider is the new insider. Right. Uh, and, and I believe that that's the power of podcasts, which we could certainly talk about. But the content is exactly that. The entire purpose of the show is to elevate out-of-home beyond just this little vacuum, right? The echo chamber that can sometimes yes. be your industry. The podcast is designed to engage folks outside of the industry, to make it really simple and easy to understand. And again, 
I, no, shoot, I, I really only spent like three months selling billboards and I've been doing the podcast for about 10 months. Wow. So uh, my experience within out of home actually selling billboards is limited. So the content is really designed and digestible, uh, designed to be digestible. Right? Yeah. And there's nothing else out there like it. You're not in competition with like 25 other podcasts, YouTube channels that are about this industry space. So you really, not only did you find an interesting niche that you can just kind of come in and own um, and just rise to the top really quick. But the, again, the way you do the show, I've watched almost every single episode now, I think. Um, and it's just, they're engaging. You just kind of start watching it. And before you know it, 30 minutes has gone by and you're like, Oh shit, <laughs> just tuned into a 30 minute episode. It, it just flows. You know, you got a great cadence and uh, demeanor in, in the way you ask the question. So, uh, let me, uh, at, Gino, do you want to go ahead and dive into that next question? Yeah. Here? So in the realm of small business here, uh, how can small businesses leverage creating a podcast to grow their business? You, you kind of answered that, but maybe give like a little bit more examples. No, it's a great question. I think it's something that every business can and should be doing. Um, it, so the reason I started at Home Insider was to learn, right? As that has evolved, I really refined who is my audience. My audience are marketing decision makers at brands. My audience are sellers and business development folks inside the out-of-home space. Um, it's executives and founders of both sides of the equation, right? Media companies and also brands. So kind of serving many masters, how can I roll that up? So I think the first step is really approaching it with who is your ideal customer? In this case, my ideal customer are exactly those people. Hmm. It's the business development types. It's the media executives. It's the small businesses. It's the enterprise brands. Those are my customers. So starting a podcast is just that simple. Who are my customers and who could I talk to that my customers would be interested in hearing from? And that's a really fascinating take because I'm sure somebody out there listening right now, maybe they work in a really unique, obscure industry. Um, you know, here in Silicon Valley, we have a lot of companies that work in cloud computing and servers and wafer, you know, building wafers at the Intel, you know, uh, complex and everything else. And they're probably listening and going, well, all this time, I didn't think that there'd be any relevance to me making a podcast about cloud servers or something like that, you know, something around that. But according to what Tim just shared, that's completely false. You should absolutely go for that because you could develop a lot of interesting dialogue and conversations with like-minded people in the cloud server space. And then before you know it, some of those conversations can ultimately open doors to uh, sales and, and other business development opportunities. Would, would you agree with that, Tim? A absolutely. Right. Mm. We, we, we hear it all the time. The riches are in the niches. And if you can mm. find that blue ocean, that's the best part of being in some really unique space. If you're in the B2B, I make widgets for this specific component of a door handle. Okay. Well, who buys parts for door handles? Your audience may only ever be 50 people, mm. but the podcast gives you an opportunity to establish yourself as the authority on the topic. I'm not doing it for views. I'm not doing it for downloads. I have a very specific audience that I seek to serve, and I just focus on that. That's so awesome. for 
for uh, somebody that makes something uh, like you just described, I don't even know what the heck that was, but for somebody that does that, there are people that buy those things. There are people that depend on those things working. There are people that will tune into your podcast about wafers for whatever the heck that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, yeah. The, the, other, the other kind of cool thing about it too is that you kind of become like a micro celebrity in your niche, in your industry. So without a doubt, you know, next time, we are all finally allowed to go to one of these big conferences, you know, a digital out of home conference or the OAAA show or whatever like that, you know, guaranteed, you know, Tim's going to be walking around like with rock star status. People are like, Oh shit, there's Tim. There's Tim. You know? So just get ready for that, Tim. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm admittedly, I'm kind of looking forward to it because <laughs> you know, I, I've been just doing this in my basement for the last 10 months. <laughs> I haven't met a single guest in real life. The one that I was supposed to, the first live episode was going to be uh, on March 13th with Mr. Brian Rappaport. That's Quantum my birthday. Hey, well, look at that, right? There you go. But, but unfortunately, uh, you know, COVID was kind of this, we didn't know what it was yet. So we, we punted on it and uh, yeah, I'm still right. chopping at the bit to do that. But you're exactly right. Like in less than, so I just released episode 34. We had two live specials, if you will. So let's say 36 episodes in. I get countless DMs, emails, phone calls, consulting requests. Hey, could you help me with this? Hey, can you take a look at my startup? Tim, what do you think about this? Hmm. Again, I've only spent two and a half months of the 10 months of doing the podcast actually selling billboards, but people come to me for the information because they know I'm plugged in, they know I'm connected, and I put myself on the record, so they're not afraid to ask me for my opinion because they know that I'll give it. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's for our listening audience. That's exactly why we made the Ad Hero podcast. We saw this as a golden opportunity to invite awesome guests on the show, like Tim and other people that we've had in past uh, episodes, and just create dialogue around marketing and advertising overall on a bigger scale. But obviously, the underlying thing that we're focused on is the out-of-home space and billboard advertising, which is what our product, Open Display, does. And, and uh, this, this has opened countless doors for us uh, doing this show as well. Uh, what do you, you, uh, you want to dive into that one there, Gino? Okay, yes. Uh, you know, well, 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 first of all, like, did you have any like, early challenges w- when doing the podcast? Oh, count, count, countless. Where would you like to start and how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you a story and it's just serendipitous because my son's here now. The first episode was with uh, James Heller, who you may be familiar with, right? He's the CEO of Rapify, an Inc. 500 company. So here I am, total outsider to the industry. I say, I'm going to start this podcast. I don't know a lick about starting a podcast. I don't know how to start a YouTube channel or how to distribute. I don't know anything. I don't know how to make a thumbnail. I don't know how, who's going to listen. I don't know any of this stuff. Uh, so I invite James Heller on. I just shoot him a message and say, Hey, I'm, I'm a random stranger and I'm starting this podcast. Would you like to be a guest? And he said, yes. So now I had to step up, right? So now I had to deliver something. I don't know what the heck I'm going to deliver. I sent the wrong, I sent three different zoom meeting links. My son was over, um, because his mom had to run and do something. So I've got the added pressure of entertaining a, a six, a six year old at the time and keeping him busy and out of the way so I can do this. And then James sending me an email like, Hey man, I got three different zoom meet, meeting links and you know, the dog just pooped on the floor and my son's running down. Daddy, daddy. I'm like, Oh my gosh. 
if this is a sign of whether or not I should do this, it's probably that I shouldn't be doing this. Wow. Uh, maybe I'm stubborn or maybe I'm dumb, but I just went ahead with it. And, uh, and that was episode one. From there, I made probably six or seven episodes with no guests, just me freestyling. Because at that point, I had made it, right? It's like going to the gym and like posting that picture on, on Insta saying like, oh, you know, 90-day challenge, I'm going to get it. Well, if you don't keep up with that challenge, people are going to be like, oh, whatever. Like, you mm-hmm. know, just another person that said they were going to do something that didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, now I put myself on the record. Now I got to keep doing it. Wow. So I just kept chugging away, putting out episodes by myself, started to get a guest here and there. That helped me get more guests. That helped me get better, more qualified guests. Not that any guest was, was not of the caliber that, uh, that, that the current guests are, but you had to kind of get some traction, right? Reach sure. out to a buddy who builds websites to do an SEO about how do billboards and SEO work together. Mm. Um, so little things like that, getting creative with folks outside of the industry that would be willing to do it to help me build credibility. Wow. Well, that, that being said, uh, and that kind of leads me to my, my next question. Uh, can you share some examples of effective podcast strategies and insights for our listeners? Yeah. So I think the most important piece of this strategy is really step one. Who's my audience? What, what do I want this podcast to do? Do I want, do I want to just help me build my brand? right? Maybe I'm somebody like a Black Rifle Coffee Company. They've got a very, very refined, they know who they are. Their podcast, it ties into like kind of that adventure lifestyle, veteran, patriotic type stuff. They don't need to do the podcast to sell more coffee. They're doing the podcast to build the brand, the lifestyle around the brand. And for a lot of small businesses, it could just be that easy, just building the brand. But if you are a business development person, if you are in the B2B space and you want to do that, get specific about who your audience is. Once you're specific about who your audience is, then you can approach it from, okay, what type of content is going to be most valuable to them? So who do I want to talk to? What do I want to talk to them about? And you've decided what the vehicle is to talk to them with, which is a podcast. Those are probably the first three uh, steps to getting started on podcasts. Who do you want to talk to? What do you want to talk to them about? And and it also sounds like too, uh, don't get dejected at maybe some early, if the listenership isn't off the charts or you have some early bugs, you gotta, you gotta be willing to stick to it and, and probably stick to a repeatable schedule too, I would assume, right? Like a show we, we try to come out with an episode every single Friday. It helps people kind of just, um, subconsciously remember, Oh, there's a new ad hero episode dropping today, you know, that type of thing. Right. Would you agree with that? For sure. Absolutely. So I saw a statistic that 80% of podcasts don't make it past episode 10. So I tell people, anyone that's thinking about getting started, at least commit to making 11 episodes, sit down, write out what my first 11 episodes are going to be. Who are those guests that I can get to be on the first 11 episodes, make a commitment to 11 because I went back and looked at my first 10 episodes and I think I had three, four, seven, I think I had 13 total downloads in my first 10 episodes. Hmm. So the first four months I had, yeah, whatever, 13 downloads on the podcast and the, the, the YouTube was doing okay, but nothing to write home about. If I had known then even where to look at the analytics, I probably would have stopped but I didn't know where to look that up. So I just kept going. 
Now, uh, I think in the month of May, we had 173 unique downloads of the show. Um, average episodes get 20 plus hours of watch time with big, unique audiences. Um, so that too, I think is, it commits to doing 11 episodes minimum, right? Because 80% don't make it past 10. And then also, when you understand your audience, you won't get caught up in the vanity metrics of views, right? Everybody hears about Joe Rogan's 2 million downloads and thinks, oh my gosh, if I, if I don't get more than a thousand views on my next episode, I'm a failure. I think my top episode has like 180 views. I don't even look at it. Mm. For me, what's important is I look at total view time and unique viewers, because what that tells me is, all right, Tim, you had a hundred unique viewers and they watched for a total of 20 hours. That, that to me is like having a room with a hundred people in it. And what's 20, 20 times 60 is 1200. It's like having a room with a hundred people in it that will listen to me talk for 12 minutes straight. Mm. What would you pay to be in front of a hundred perfect prospects where you can position yourself as the expert and authority on the thing that you do or sell for 12 minutes? What would you pay for that attention? I don't know. What, what is it that you sell? Wow. It could be a, that's a great it, point. How much Mic drop, man, anymore? right there. That's a teaser clip we're making right there. And what's crazy, you pretty much answered the next question, which was, uh, you know, what key advice can you give someone to join the world of podcasts? And I think that's like a great answer right there. Uh, you know, commit to 11 eps and uh, see what happens from there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'll give you the, 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 the bonus nugget, which for me over probably the last 10 episodes has been the progression is you will, you will change a lot in your style in that pursuit of understanding and refining your voice. Mm -hmm. Right. Once you, you get to that, I don't know. It's probably different for everyone. Like for me last week, I did eight episodes. I recorded eight episodes last week so that I'd have all my content for, for July done. I'll be able to drop two episodes a week. And what I learned by doing eight episodes in that compressed period of time was that I really refined my voice. I got so comfortable. I was having the conversation so frequently throughout the day. I was doing two, three a day. And that really has helped me understand all right tim this is your voice in this podcast i re i always viewed the podcast as kind of for the people mm. but i understand that i'm the steward of that experience and that me understanding my voice and being able to inject that is going to bring out the best in my guest so really keep a focus on that too of, is this true to me mm. it's not going to feel normal at first i promise you that and it may not for a while but don't lose sight of finding your voice. That's so awesome, man. I really hope all the listeners have gotten just a ton of good insights out of this show today. Um, so, you know, basically in summary, um, find your niche, find your voice, know who your audience is and what you want your podcast to accomplish and what you want to get out of the guests that you have on the show um, and, and stay committed and you can have a successful uh, podcast to complement your business. That's real nice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Tim, so grateful for your presence here on the episode today, man. We love you. Uh, thanks for being on. And um, I don't know, Gino, what do you think, man? Take us home. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Tim, uh, why don't you tell us where they can find you, get more information? That's right. 
Yeah, for sure. So the best way to access any of the content is to visit the OOHinsider.com, the OOHinsider.com. That's going to give you a choice of whether or not you want to watch it on YouTube or listen to it. So however you enjoy your content, the OOHinsider.com or on all the social channels. If you follow us on Instagram, every episode gets uh, loaded up to Instagram TV. We post all of our teaser and our, our micro content on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts. But the best way is the OOHinsider.com. Excellent. Well, we cannot thank you enough for, uh, again, coming on the show today. Uh, it's going to be really great to put this out there. And uh, uh, Gino, you got any uh, final uh, talking points here just to uh, wrap things up? Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, just, just to remember, we have our ad, ad symbol. Pr- no, we are a billboard advertising company as well. Uh, but uh, we, we want you to uh, encourage, well, we encourage you to uh, join our newsletter here at Ad Symbol. Uh, we also wanted you to know that about opendisplay.com (laughs) and how you can easily get on a digital billboard for just as low as what $20 a day yep we have plant you can do any size budget you want we also have our ad symbol prime program where you get points every time you launch a campaign and those points can earn you free campaigns down the road we you also get free ad design with that from our expert graphic designers there's a lot of good stuff it's all on adsymbol.com or opendisplay.com and don't forget about the swag pack and if you give us a shout out that you heard the episode today you will have a swag pack coming in the mail like the one i got from tim from oohswag.com is that the url for the ooh swag yeah for sure if you're an out-of-home person and you love out-of-home as much as we do check out oohswag.com you can use promo code insider for 10 percent off Boom. hats t-shirts hoodies stickers all that sort of stuff yeah you got your new hat i saw it yeah i was ro- <laughs> oh hell yeah i was rocking that hat maybe i should have done the sound effect there i i'm still getting used to this sound effect machine man i gotta get uh, on the stick but anyways uh where, where where can they find you on social media at matthew Oliveri and i'm gg ad hero and youtube uh gino giovanni presents all right gino take us home all right this is the final or this is the episode of the ad hero podcast it's not the final. Um, but my name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Libieri. Catch us here every Friday here on adsymbol.com and all major podcasts. Thank you, Tim, for coming on to the show. We'd love to have you back. We're out. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to opendisplay.com for a free account to get started.